Oh, boy. welcome. It is today, and the moment is now. If we had to label it, we could label it February 3rd in the wonderful, incredible, amazing, loving, accepting year of 2010. Tonight, Dream the Biggest Dream, Lessons from the Front Line. Our topic, Unconditional Love and Acceptance of Self. I want to welcome you all to this evening's call. You know, any call that I get to have unconditional love in the topic, you know, is going to be something else. Really good. And so tonight, this is all about unconditional love and acceptance of self. Actually, I worded it two different ways, and I still can't quite figure out which the correct wording is. Unconditional, unconditional love and acceptance for self or of self. When we unmute the lines, you guys can give me uh, your advice on that. Uh, let's see. I want to tell you the story for those of you that weren't on last week's call. I'm working with – no, no, no. I'm not working with – I am connecting with – I am sharing my authentic self with – an amazing being in India. And uh, we have chats and emails several times during the week. Uh, and um, it's been a great experience. You know, chalk another one up for Facebook. But uh, this friend of mine is is allowing me to connect with and become more clear about all sorts of things as, as I have so much to share with him. Um, and recently he asked me about unconditional love for self and to expand on self-acceptance. And I didn't just sit there and type a whole page of stuff to him. I, I was like, wow, okay, you know, it's, we, we, we're anything but on the surface in this relationship. What, what do I say about unconditional love for self? What do, what do I share about self-acceptance? And so I've let it brew for a little bit. And last week I read you all part of the email and um, – it was uh, it was good and brought up some stuff for me and I thought, all right, this is this is fabulous. And never, never on a Wednesday do I identify what the call is going to be on um, the following week. But I said this next week the call is going to be unconditional love and acceptance of self, self acceptance. And so here we are. Thank you so much for being here. Now. It has been, I have to tell you that I'm stirring the pot of what my life is about. Um, and those of you that know me know that it's not unusual for me to stir the pot. What I will tell you is unusual is that the, how rapid I've decided to stir the pot right now for whatever reasons. So divine timing, I'm not, I'm not having a problem with it. 
But it does bring up a lot of stuff. He says with stuff being in those little finger quotations. <laughs> and um, it's been a little bit nonstop. We did another um, multiple modality group energy experience in Orange County this time on Saturday. Um, Ion, Jesse, was not able to make it until um, later in the evening. And uh, I, so I did this one solo, which, which didn't uh, bother me at all. And uh, it was at the OC Wellness Center. I love the energy there. I love the people. We had a great group. There were 14 in the circle, and I stayed outside the circle. Uh, and it was all about inner peace. So interesting with the ones in Los Angeles and uh, a couple people on this call were in Los Angeles. For those, we, 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 we were a little hardcore, <laughs> right, Alina? <laughs> um, and in a good way, hardcore. Uh, and so when I was guided to do inner peace, I thought, really? Inner peace? It seems so tame. Little did I know, um, I always have faith in what I come up with, but little did I know that was exactly what I needed, and um, I could embrace a little bit more of that. By the end of this weekend, because we have a group session on Saturday and a group session on Sunday in San Diego, we will have done six of them in two and a half weeks, which um, is really stepping up the what's going on and so you know normally i've been doing one every three four months something like that and now it's every weekend and sometimes during the week and it is uh you remember if you were on the call last week or you listened to that recording it it's uh it's found me in a somewhat unsettled state and i'm not just talking about california <laughs> Uh, last week was was a difficult uh, call for me. I um, I had a little bit of a time sort of working my way through, managing the emotions, managing the the processing, uh, everything. And so this week's a little different. But I will tell you that I got up this morning like I do at 5.18, and... Uh, Laid in bed for about five or ten minutes, just soaking in the glory of all that is. And uh, I got up and I did my writing, I did my affirmations, I did my gratitude list. I got down to Maya's room and woke her up in the way that she likes. She doesn't like particularly to wake up to her alarm. She's okay with it if if I'm tied up with my thoughts or my process. But um by 6.03, her alarm goes off. So I was in there at 6 o'clock, and Jake and I were on her bed just gently waking her, and everything was great. And we got in our biking gear. I now have actual biking gear, which is pretty cool, and it keeps me a little warmer on the cold mornings. And we're very excited. We fed Jake, which is always a high point in his day. And we opened up the front door, and I went to where the bikes are. <laughs> the bikes weren't there. So... Um, after greeting that with a default response of a couple of expletives, um, 
I still wasn't in alignment <laughs> with the fact that um, we, we had five bikes on our patio. Uh, there's two of us that live here and Jake, and he has not taken to the whole biking thing yet. Um, and it was just like, what is going on? What, you know, five bikes, two were locked to each other, three were locked to each other. And uh, here we are, you know, ready to go out. And so when I say I'm stirring things up, I am definitely, definitely stirring things up. Now, before we jump into tonight's topic, I think that it's probably good to talk about this a little bit because we all, I would imagine that we all, but I can't believe that I would be the only one that has stuff happen (laughs) that you're just not quite planning on. And in that moment, no matter how closely you look at what you placed your order with the universe for, no matter how closely you look at the thought forms that create your reality, you can't quite figure out what the heck is going on. So we brought ourselves into enough alignment that um, we chose not to feel like victims. Maya and I then took... um, Jake for a walk and uh, we came back and I said I asked Maya if she would take the trash out and I said you know what let's take the trash out together and as we were walking to take the trash out we saw her bike in one of the sidewalks in this complex leaning up against an air conditioning unit and we were like whoa so we got her bike this is interesting because of the five bikes that were that we were relieved of (laughs) I'm working with the words five bikes that we were relieved of, her bike was the newest and most pristine. And here it was just leaning against an air conditioning unit, not locked or anything. So we brought it home, and I thought, well, this is interesting. So we had two cruisers out there that weren't ours that were belonged to good friends of ours, um, and they're gone. And we were able to come into alignment pretty quickly with that. These were bikes we've had here for months. We never ride them. And so these are things that were that, that we let go of, whether we did consciously or not, that weren't ours. Okay, what process am I going through right now? Are you, I am, going through a process where I'm taking a good close look at my life, who I am, what my life is about, what is going on inside me, and I'm letting go. I'm letting go of some stuff. I'm changing it. So the fact that two bikes that didn't belong to me that have been sitting on my patio since we moved in here uh, the middle of last summer, uh, so letting go of what isn't mine, what isn't mine to hold on to, I was like, okay, it makes sense. I've still got to explain this to my very good friends who have these bikes here, and they live in Arizona, but hey. I mean, it is what it is. Okay, and then the bike that I ride every day and the bike that Maya rides every day, I'm thinking, what could this possibly be about? I mean, the bike that I ride every day was my father's bike. My father, who transitioned in April of last year, loved biking, absolutely loved biking. He was passionate about it. They would take their friends and do biking excursions in Europe and around the world and all this stuff. And this was his bike. And I thought, wow, you know, I was speechless. I was like, 
you know, at first I said, everything else can be replaced, but I can't replace this bike, the, the, the bike that my father rode. And then Maya's bike was a bike that was given to us. It was a used bike given to us by some really dear people. And, um, you know, Maya loved it. And then the third bike of that group, or the fifth bike, as it were, was a bike that my mother, Maya's grandmother, gave to her. A brand new bike. Um, actually, Jesse rode it over the weekend. <laughs> and uh, Allison has ridden it. And I think that's about it. Those two people, two people I love so dearly. And it, ha- it, it it's a little, was a little bit too big for Maya. So... Maya and I were talking at dinner, and she said, "She said, I know why your bike and my bike that we ride every day, why, why, why those were relieved from our experience, because that's about our past. And I said, exactly. And she said, the only bike we kept, the only bike the universe allowed us to keep is about our future. And so this from a nine-year-old, by the way, and I was just like, wow, okay, it's all, it does all make sense. Doesn't mean it makes sense and it makes it comfortable. Doesn't mean that it makes sense and we would ever want to go through this again. Um, You know, I've done a special connection with the creator of all that is asking that my experience continue to unfold with comfort and ease. May have let go of that one recently. Like I say, the last two weeks, the last three weeks have been hardcore here. Um, even for Maya, she's been part of uh, of the last, what, uh, three circles, groups. She's been part of uh, two of them. And, uh, I mean, we've, we've, we've taken it. We, we've pushed our envelope for sure with this. So, it is... Um, exciting because it forces me to get a new bike and Maya's going to try out hers and see if just by chance she's grown enough since September and those of you that know Maya know she's just growing all the time if she's grown enough to have to be ready now for that bike so it was a lesson this morning and certainly everything being connected it does touch on unconditional love and acceptance unconditional love and for all that is, for all that is, my experience, blessing, even the people that took those bikes, okay? And then also acceptance, acceptance for those things that happen. And, uh, you know, the thing Maya said to me on the way to school, she said, I know that um, I shouldn't talk to anyone about this. And I said, well, honey, here's how it goes. You can talk to whoever you want about this, but watch how you speak of it. And do not speak of it in terms of being a victim. And then do not allow anyone to try to overlay that on, on you. So she came home tonight and she said, I got to tell you, I didn't feel like talking to anyone about this. Because it just, the energy, it wasn't, it wasn't right. And so it was, uh, that in itself, you know, is interesting. We don't have to go there all the time. What do you think most people would say in a situation like this, outside of like this call or something, when we say, you know, four of our bikes were, were stolen, were taken, uh, you know, from our patio last night, 
most people would dive right into wording and everything that would be setting us up to be victims. That's absolutely terrible. That's horrible, you know, on and on and on. And it's like, I think we both realized that the few people, the few people that I did talk to today are of a higher consciousness that wouldn't go there. Um, and I received quite a bit of assistance in coming into alignment. And so I, I point this out as a lesson from the front line, the front line of my life, that, um, you know, watch what you share and, who, and how you share it and who you share it with. Okay? So I was very careful today who I shared this with and the, the two people that I shared this with, uh, my friend Raul, who is uh, instrumental in my journey right now, and, of course, Jesse. And uh, they both assisted me in looking at this from the highest level of consciousness and awareness, and not once did they um, allow me or allow themselves to bring it to a lower level of energy. So I just put that out there for you because you don't need any help staying in a lower energy, okay? When you share the stories... When you need assistance processing something, pick those people that will allow you to raise up the energy, to, to keep it at its highest level uh, for you and those involved. Okay, so tonight we get to talk about unconditional love for self. We get to talk about self-acceptance. And I like this a lot because in these group experiences that I'm facilitating, we talk quite a bit about acceptance. We talk quite a bit about unconditional love. And this is happening in those experiences during those times of guided meditation, guided visualization of bringing us back into alignment. And what we find is that unconditional love for self Self-acceptance. Now, remember, these two are so tied in together, you can't have one without the other. You cannot have unconditional love without unconditional self-acceptance. And if you have unconditional self-acceptance, the unconditional love just happens naturally. Okay, so these really do go hand in hand for us. And let's back up just a mindset and that mindset or that foundation belief is that whatever is going on inside of us whatever is happening internally in the mind in the thoughts in the psyche shows up outside of us and so in these experiences we've been facilitating recently a lot of it is connected to bringing ourselves into alignment inside of ourselves. And I don't care whether that topic was or the frequencies were related to fear resolution into joy, surrender into transformation, inner peace, uh, step into purpose with focus. Those four are what we've done recently they all had a piece that was about coming into alignment inside of ourselves as individuals. 
And you cannot be in alignment inside yourself, with yourself, without unconditional love and self-acceptance. It just, it, it doesn't happen. What we're talking about here is, is creating the happiness, the joy, the bliss that is truly our birthright. And only by loving, celebrating, and accepting who we are can we really be, truly be lastingly happy. And people feel that from you. Think about your friends that you like to be around. Think about those, the energy that they carry. They are, to some extent, coming from a place of unconditional love for self, and you're feeling it. Self-acceptance, and you're feeling it. And here's what, hap- here's what happens. When we have unconditional love for ourselves, it's very easy then to look outside of ourselves and have unconditional love for all those around us and for our experience. When we are accepting of who we are, it's very easy to look around us and be accepting of who everyone else is. And isn't that the way that, that we want it to be? Isn't that the way we would choose to be based on, on creating our experience? So when we accept and we love ourselves unconditionally, we place no condition on ourselves on how to behave or what to be in order to receive self-acceptance and self-love. We don't work with that if-then clause. You know that? That if-then thing? Like, if I lose 10 pounds, then I can really love myself. If I get all this work done, then, you know, the if-then thing. That, that aspect that we all sort of play the game with where we establish conditions for accepting and loving ourselves. So I think the goal here is to accept and love ourselves for the fact that we exist rather than for what we do. Okay? For the fact that we exist rather than for what we do. I just feel even lighter saying that. When you feel and accept and love yourself unconditionally, you have value and worth. You're free to be yourself. You're giving yourself what you need. You're telling yourself you're okay just the way you are.
No conditions set on your relationship with yourself. How nice is that? We can stop playing some of these mind games that we play with ourselves. We can just be truly authentic. We can be in a place of gratitude for who we are in this moment. We're all a work in progress. That's great. But who each of us is right now is amazing and beautiful. I have some quotes tonight. And this is from Deepak Chopra. Remember, in our inmost being, we are all completely lovable because spirit is love. Beyond what anyone can make you think or feel about yourself, your unconditioned spirit stands, shining with a love nothing can tarnish. I read that when I was looking for quotes, and I was just like, this is a good one. It's nice to look for quotes about unconditional love and acceptance, self-acceptance, because these really make you feel good. You know, we've, we've talked about it before. Uh, when I first heard this, I, I was just like, yeah, that's it. And that is that we come from love, we are love, and we'll return to love. And we can set up whatever blocks and whatever obstacles we think or we thought at some point are in our best interest to not experience true unconditional love for self. But at some point, we, we, we let go of that. So why don't, why don't we do that now and just let go of it? The biggest aspect of unconditional love and acceptance, self-acceptance, The biggest tool is intention. Our intention of unconditionally loving ourselves, our intention of accepting ourselves as we are totally and completely sets the groundwork for all of this to happen. My friends, I've said it before and I'll say it again. It may not always be easy, but it is always simple. And this is another one of those things. So if there is a challenge in your experience, and I think all of us to some extent are challenged with unconditional love for self and self-acceptance, then just bring it down to that level of the foundation of where you're coming from, and that's your intention. And be very clear and you set your intention to unconditionally love yourself and to accept yourself totally and completely as you are right now. Now we came here to grow, learn, and evolve. We're learning, we're growing, we're evolving, and we're changing. 
So who you unconditionally love yourself to be and accept yourself to be right now certainly is not the person you will be a half hour from now (laughs) or tomorrow or next week or next month or next year. But it's okay to love yourself exactly the way you are right now. Because when we do have unconditional love and total self-acceptance, everything outside of us changes. And we can have that unconditional love to share with our significant other, to share with our children, to share with every being that we come into contact with. Because when you get right down to it, this is all that we're about. This is all that the experience is about. Unconditional love. I have some other quotes here. From Rio Godfrey. When we make the choice to fill our heart space with unconditional love, our worlds blossom into a beauty far greater than we have known. That is so true from my perspective, from what my world is about. Some self-acceptance quotes from Nathaniel Braden. Self-acceptance is the freedom to see oneself without denial. And I love this one also from Nathaniel. The first step toward change is awareness. The second step is acceptance. When we do these uh, guided meditations and visualizations in our group work, we talk about awareness and then acceptance and then transforming it, then bringing whatever it is about ourselves back into the oneness of all that is. Another quote, self-acceptance comes from meeting life's challenges vigorously. Don't numb yourself to your trials and difficulties, nor build mental walls to exclude pain from your life. You will find peace not by trying to escape your problems, but by confronting them courageously. You will find peace not in denial, but in victory. From J. Donald Walters. Ralph Waldo Emerson said, accept your genius and say what you think. Brian Tracy says, to increase your level of self-acceptance, think of your unique talents and abilities. Jung said, the most terrifying thing is to accept oneself completely. And while it, Jung described it as the most terrifying thing to accept oneself completely, and it may be because you have to shine the light in all the corners 
of who you are. But after going through that process, you accept everyone else completely also. Albert Einstein said, once we accept our limits, we go beyond them. I really like this quote from Einstein because it suggests that we can't go beyond until we acknowledge and accept where it is we're at and, 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 and who we are in that moment. Dr. Robert Anthony wrote that you are wholly complete and your success in life will be in direct proportion to your ability to accept this truth about you. You are wholly complete. So, right now, in this moment, how, how fully do you accept that about you? That you are wholly complete. And these are the questions to ask ourselves. This is from Russell Rowe. The fruit of self-understanding is self-acceptance. The fruit of self-acceptance is self-love. The fruit of self-love is love for the world. The fruit of love for the world is service to the world. The fruit of service to the world is peace. What a beautiful path that is to follow. I read a poem tonight, earlier this evening. This is by an unknown author. And um, let's see, what do we have here? This poem is called... Children learn what they live. If a child lives with criticism, he learns to condemn. If a child lives with hostility, he learns to fight. If a child lives with ridicule, he learns to feel shy. If a child lives with shame, he learns to feel guilty. If a child lives with tolerance, he learns to be patient. If a child lives with encouragement, he learns confidence. If a child lives with praise, he learns to appreciate. If a child lives with fairness, he learns justice. If a child lives with security, he learns to have faith. If a child lives with approval, he learns to like himself. 
If a child lives with acceptance and friendship, he learns to find love in the world. See what that brings up for you. Make mental note of it. How does it relate to some of your issues, to some of the things you're working on? Unconditional love for self. It is by far anything but selfish. Self-acceptance. Allowing you to be who you are. Allowing you the opportunity to grow into who you came here to be. These are the basics of who we are. So spend some time after this call thinking about where you are in relation to unconditional love for self. Thinking about where you are in relation to self-acceptance. As I say, I honestly believe that each and every one of us has work to do in these areas. Tonight's question for this call, what would change in your experience if you were to have more love and acceptance for yourself? And I want you to write that at the top of a piece of paper tonight or in the morning. You can write, what would change in my life if I had more love and acceptance for myself and then start writing. Would you be happier? Would your day be that much more incredible? Would you attract even more beautiful people into your life? How would it be in your relationship? How would it be with your family? How would it be with anyone you relate to? What would be reflected back in your universe if you increased the amount of love and acceptance you had for you? Sounds like a pretty fun game. talk every week about unconditional love. I wake up every morning filled with unconditional love. It makes a difference. It is our birthright. Embrace it. 
And what are we really talking about? We're talking about you embracing you for all that you are right now and in each moment. This is unconditional love and self-acceptance. So my friends, in addition to having a whole lot of unconditional love and acceptance for me, I have a whole lot of unconditional love and total and complete acceptance for you. For you as you are showing up tonight for this call, for you as you are downloading and listening to this at another time, just for you as you are. I also have unconditional love and acceptance for the beautiful being or beings that relieved us of our bicycles. Because why wouldn't I? The other thing that makes it easy, easier for me to have unconditional love and acceptance for all those outside of me and for me is that I know we are all doing the best we possibly can with the tools we have available. I know that. At this point, I'm going to unmute the line. And uh, this is an opportunity for you to share something, say something that serves all of our highest good or just bask in the glory of the absolutely incredibly beautiful energy that all of us have brought by being together right now in this moment. And now you are unmuted. So unconditional love gets you a little shy. Hey, the uh, if-then stuff really rang true to me. Thanks, Mark. Thank you, Chris. I always appreciate your comments in this time. And I do love the if-then stuff because that's that's a little game that, you know, I don't know because I'm not in everyone else's head, but I've run into it in my own. And... Um, once you realize that you're playing that game, then you can you can back off and say, you know what, I don't really need to play that game. Right. And that's not to say that, you know, it's about if if I'm choosing to lose ten pounds that it's that I'm going to, you know, let up from doing that. But it's saying that I love myself now, I love myself ten pounds away from now, up or down on the scale. Um, it's just about loving yourself as who you are. And also we're not just this meat suit that we're all wearing and we're not, you know, our to-do lists or anything else. We're incredible spirits that have come here and chosen to be here to have a human experience. And the if-then statements really have everything to do about the human experience. I've I've not found any of my if-then scenarios having to do with spirit and the spiritual being that I am. So thank you for commenting on that, Chris. Anyone else tonight? 
Hey, Mark, it's Tom Snyder. How you doing? Hi, Tom. Welcome to the call. Great. Thank you. I've got a great quote. We're not human beings on a spiritual journey. We're timeless spirits on a human journey. I love it. I love that. That is, that's one of those quotes that just keeps me, every time I hear it, 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 it rings so true and just keeps me being okay with what's happening in my human experience and knowing that I can then tap in from that aspect of my truest aspect of the spiritual being that I am to have the greatest effect on, on my human experience. Thank you for sharing that, Tom. Sure. I also found something very interesting in a book called Sanctuary on our ability to accept and give love. And this book is about energetic balancing, um, a type of healing technique. And I could just have a little short paragraph here to share, if, if you will. Sure. Um, says perhaps most difficult to explain are my experiences related to work Max did on key energetic centers. These centers have long been associated with the endocrine system, which have been reputed to be the key to spiritual development. As Max found and removed imbalances in each energetic glandular center, thyroid, thymus, pancreas, adrenals, hypothalamus, pineal, I began to shed limiting patterns. These patterns included such things as need to be accepted by others and a complementary inability to receive their acceptance. Even more important, I developed an ability to accept myself overcoming a disability I couldn't even perceive until it was gone. When I discussed this with Max, he pointed out that these limitations have been chronicled throughout history. Linear thinking and mistrust of anything other than rationalism is a product of fear and ignorance, he told him. This has been true for thousands of years, as evidenced by Plato castigating his countrymen for believing only in that which can be seen. Today, most of us, like the people of Plato's time, are still trapped in the prison of our own limited perceptions, even though we currently use invisible powers such as electricity and magnetics every day of our lives. As I've spoken to others about Max's work, I've listened to much skepticism and disbelief from uninitiated. A common objective that comes up is that if the energetic worldview is real, then hundreds of years of scientific knowledge would be wrong. It's not wrong, Max would say. It's just another step in the continuum, and there will be more beyond what I have done, because we can always be more. We must be, and we must always demand that. That comes from a great book called Sanctuary. I love that, Tom, and it just reminds us that, you know, there's so many levels that that we can, you know, approach this on and work on. And, you know, I think once we start with that foundation of intention and then see what the synchronicities are and what comes our way, 
um, you know, it just opens us up to this endless possibilities of, of how all of this works. That's the way our experiences unfold. Thank you so much for sharing that. I do appreciate it. Anyone else before we close out tonight's call? All right. Well, I want to thank each and every one of you for joining in tonight and being here and being present and sharing in this experience for all of us. Uh, we will be back next week with a, another great topic. I don't know what it is yet, but it will come to me in the next couple of days. In the meantime, 21 Days to Change, the Conscious Creation Program. It's now a 105-page workbook, and it is available to you by going to dreamthebiggestdream.com. Again, dreamthebiggestdream.com forward slash free. It is now for you, from being on this call, a free download. You can take it to Kinko's and get it printed out. If they give you a hard time about the copyright, um, I've got a copyright release that can be uh, emailed from here to whichever Kinko's or whatever printer you're using. Some people have run into a little problem, and uh, so now we're prepared for that. But... Um, it's a great, great tool to focus your minds on what it is you're choosing to create, to assist you in placing your order with the universe, and to start your day so connected to unconditional love that your day has no choice but to unfold in a perfect, loving way for you. Thank you so much for being on tonight's call. Have a great week. Share that unconditional love you have for yourself with all those around you. And be back here next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. Lots of love to you all. Have a great, great week. Good night. Thanks, Mark. Good night. Good night.